Statistik 2018 menunjukkan kelahiran bayi di Malaysia adalah sejumlah 508,685 dengan catatan satu bayi setiap satu minit. Ini menunjukkan betapa kritikalnya para pakar obstetrik dan ginekologi yang juga dikenali sebagai pakar sakit puan. Obstetrik dan ginekologi adalah pengkhususan perubatan surgery yang menguruskan kesihatan pembiakan dan organ wanita. Obstetrik berkaitan dengan penjagaan proses kehamilan manakala ginekologi berkaitan dengan sebarang penyakit yang berkaitan dengan organ-organ pembiakan wanita. Sejajar dengan tajuk bual R&D pada episod kali ini iaitu Research and Development in Obstetric and Gynecology kita membawa pakar ONG dari Sarawak General Hospital Dr. Woon Hien Yang. Thank you for coming today Dr. Woon to the studio. Thanks for having me. Terima kasih. Nama berita. <laughs> Very good ya. Yeah? Okay, um we understand that there are so many special specialists in the hospital. Mm-hmm. What made you interested in choosing ONG as your career? That's an interesting question. In fact, I commonly ask that questions to my juniors <laughs> as well. Um, I think one of two reasons. Um, I got exposed to obstetrics and gynecology very early. Uh, when we were studying in the third year of medical school, we had a very good mentor. Mm-hmm. He would keep asking us questions, you know, why are you doing this? Yeah. Um, do you think the women actually needs oxygen? Okay, so he he sparks the questions in your mind rather than always doing things because that's what you're told. So you start thinking why and why and why. I think eventually that connects towards uh, my eventual interest in research as well. Mm-hmm. And secondly, um, obstetrics um, apart from gynecology, obstetrics is my main focus of interest. Um, which other field do you actually see good outcomes most of the time? Yeah, mm-hmm. healthy women coming in, going out feeling good about themselves. Right. Wonderful beginnings, the joy of childbirth. So it's very rewarding in some cases, not always, but most of the time it's a rewarding part of the occupation. So you are very what we call that important in the woman's life as well. Mm. <laughs> Background of your career in ONG at the Sarawak General Hospital, you are also adjunct lecturer in University of Malaysia Sarawak. Apart from that, you are also a researcher yourself. You know, as a doctor, you must be very mm-hmm. busy. How do you actually manage your time? Well, I think I'm uh, very blessed um, because um, my wife, who's also a medical doctor, she's quite supportive, and um, we also have both our parents as well who help us out. And on top of that, um, the department of ONG in Sarawak General Hospital in Unimas, they are also very encouraging, and um, we can't do this without everyone's help, including our colleagues. Exactly. So everybody is actually they giving a, you a moral support. Yeah, they all play a, a part, you know, taking away. We all only have 24 hours, don't right. we? Yeah. Exactly. So everybody kind of shares and takes a bit of the responsibility. Exactly. Okay, Um, our topic for today is very right. interesting one. Yeah? Research and development in ONG. So probably you can elaborate more on our topic as you are the specialist here. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Um, I think as a clinician, Um, you cannot just do your part in seeing patients, in treating them, but you always have to have um, uh, an additional question in your mind when patients are not getting better. Huh? Uh, kita pun tertanya-tanya, kenapa masih uh, tidak ada nampak perkembangan yang positif pada pesakit ini? Huh? Walaupun kita telah memberi rawatan. So that's when research comes in. You need to look up why. Am I treating her in the right manner? Is there any other forms of treatment which will make her better? Mm-hmm. 
So I think overall, that's very important. We cannot be too um, restricted to our normal duties. Okay? Because research tells us the answer. Research tells us, does this medication apply to this population? And our population is very diverse, different ethnicities. What works in another population might not apply to ours. So that's why it's really important. Okay, but you're also uh, looking at the, some of the research sample from the overseas, right? Yeah, we are. In, in doing your, I mean, to, in terms of you wanted to uh, doing your research further in mm -hmm. a particular area. Yeah, we do. So the, the reference would come from um, countries uh, which have already established certain papers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we collaborate with them. Okay. We'll go to the examples later. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So what are the, I understand that you have a few projects yep. in the pipeline, mm -hmm. but what are the current projects that you have? So one of the main projects that we're doing now is called PregMind COVID, P-R-E-G, as in pregnancy, PregMind, as in the mind. Mm -hmm. um, so this research is an international collaboration. Um, I think there are more than 15, 20 countries involved um, from South America, um, Poland, Hong Kong, um, Australia as well. Mm -hmm. So it's an online um, uh, study whereby we have just managed to get ethical approval from the National Medical Research Register. Uh, so we're going to start it kicking soon and we've translated it to a Bahasa Malaysia version. If any one of you are interested, <laughs> you're most welcome to scan the QR code, which we'll include later, hopefully. So it looks at the risk factors. We know COVID has changed everything. Okay, I might be exaggerated, but everything has yeah. changed from the way we study, from the way we approach our friends, no more hugging. So. This study actually looks at how um, women are affected by COVID in terms of their attitudes towards seeking healthcare services, their concern in pregnancy, and it incorporates two important questionnaires. One is to look at um, their signs and symptoms of depression. Another one is anxiety. Yeah. All right. So in a way, it's helpful because it also highlights uh, our need to recognize um, the importance of mental health in women. Huh? Kesehatan mental sangat penting. Huh? It's very tremendously, uh, what we call it, high, huh? the risk right now. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. So apart from you face to face with the, with the, with the, your, your, what we call that, the, the women that come to the clinic, do you do as well uh, an online consultation? So there is, um, we are trying to work on a project called Baby Baru. Uh, Baby Baru. So Baby Baru is an automated uh, chatbot. Chatbot, yeah. So we're trying to use artificial intelligence to answer relatively minor complaints uh, amongst women. And we've actually submitted this for Tegas. We were the top three for the... Uh, Tegas is by the Sarawak Multimedia Authority. We're the top three finalists. We also made it to the top five of um, the recent uh, National ONG conference. Okay, so what happens is women say if you're pregnant, you're really worried, you have a bit of bleeding, you're 18 weeks pregnant, everything else was okay, but you don't know, who are you going to ask? Are you going to ask your friend? Are you going to ask, you know, your, your mom who was pregnant 20, 30 years ago? Or are you going to take that small risk of going to the hospital for something which you think it's going to be okay? So this is where it comes in. Yeah, we're not taking in all those serious complaints, but mild complaints that women have a concern that need to be addressed and hopefully they can allay their anxiety. Right, right, right. So this one all about AI. They were answering the questions, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll get more information about this. Kita berehat seketika. Kita kembali lagi ke studio bersama Dr. Woon Tian Yan.
Okay, just now we're talking about the projects that you have. Yeah. Uh, what about the financial resources, funding or grants that you get for the project? So generally, researchers um, are divided into um, investigator-initiated. That means that the researcher is interested. Um, he tries to find his own funding or industry-sponsored researchers, whereby money is usually mm -hmm. not a problem mm -hmm. because um, big drug companies are involved. They want to test out the drugs and you are just there to help them to uh, collect more information and be involved in the analysis. So most of my papers, unfortunately, are um, researcher uh, investigator initiated. Yeah. Mm. Um, so there are several sources of funding. Um, we are quite lucky that in uh, our department, we have the Postgraduate Society of ONG, Persatuan Postgraduate uh, Obstetrics and Gynecology Sarawak, who provide some form of support. Um, nationally, there's also the Ministry of Health grant. Um, and also there are other grants available which you have to apply. I think uh, Sarawak is, we're quite lucky. We have the Sarawak Research and Development Council. So there are some grants available there as well. Mm. Oh, okay, that's good. Uh, initiative from all the uh, authorities, governments and yeah. so forth. Yeah. What are the impacts of your uh, of this R&D project towards the social economy of Sarawak? So one of the uh, previous studies which we have just completed um, is looking at uh, preeclampsia. Okay, preeclampsia sejenis uh, penyakit uh, darah tinggi yang cuma berlaku waktu uh, mengandung. Dan tekanan darah tinggi uh, ini ada yang boleh dirawat dengan ubat uh, dan baby boleh mencapai usia yang uh, baik yang cukup bulan. Uh. Tetapi segelintir kecil begitu serius sehingga baby terpaksa dilahirkan awal, uh, which leads to prematurity. These babies are born 800 grams, okay. one kilo, and they end up having to stay a long time in NICU. Yeah. So one of the papers that we look at is how um, risk factors perform versus a more detailed screening. Yeah. Risk factors means um, if I look at you, Puan usia 40 tahun, pernah ada darah tinggi sebelum mengandung, so risiko kamu tinggi, you are high risk. Uh, so we start you on a prevention called aspirin. All right? but my paper has shown that despite just using these risk factors, it fails to identify almost 40-50% of women who will eventually develop preeclampsia. So what we need to do actually is not just looking at these risk factors, bukan saja pada faktor risiko, tetapi juga mengambil parameter-parameter lain. Seperti uterine artery, Dopplers, that's a type of scan that we do. We look at the blood vessel that supplies the uterus. So if the resistance is high and your blood pressure when we see you is already more on the higher side, we put this together in a mathematical formula and we'll say that, you know, you are actually high risk. We might have missed you otherwise by screening. Yeah. So this is some of the limitations. Uh. Yes. But what are the other challenges that you also face? In terms of uh, research? Uh, yeah, yeah, correct. Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> so research in women, um, who are pregnant is especially difficult because two lives are involved okay. and women are especially careful when they are pregnant and it doesn't apply to all but when you talk about things uh, which are research in nature people will start thinking are you making me a guinea pig adakah saya you know bahan eksperimen yeah so th that's the first question the patient's perception and how they are more cautious uh, with that and additional challenges would be Funding, of course, uh, and staffing. Yeah. 
uh, I'll give you one example. In one of the clinical trials that we try to um, put up, um, the trial insurance alone costs more than 50,000 ringgit. So it, it's quite a big hindrance. So unless we get a major grant, um, it will be very difficult to proceed. Mm, I see. So these are some of the challenges and limitations. What the, is your suggestion? How do we overcome this? Why having more grants? Um, that would be nice <laughs> if it's possible. If any of our ministers and decision makers are looking at it. So I, I think also the research has to matter. Yeah? If you're looking at things which are preventable, which are serious, like preterm labor, yeah. Um, so there has to be more funding to support these initiatives. Yeah. And if you're looking at things like mental health, yeah, five percent of women um, end up with postpartum depression. Yeah, fifty percent have some form of baby blues, but they get better. But five percent go into postpartum depression, who might require medication, and a small proportion of them might even have um, suicidal ideation. Yeah. So having enough research into mental health, how it affects women including the PregMind COVID trial, is really important. So interesting, interesting. Kita bersama lagi dengan Dr. Woon. Kita berehat sebentar. Kita kembali lagi ke studio bersama Dr. Woon. Okay, we're talking about the your project just now. Yeah, But um, you have been involved in many of the conferences. And one of the con congress that you involved in the 27th International Congress of ONG, Society of Malaysia. So apart from your involvement, do you publish papers and also articles? So I, I was quite lucky um, to be part of the um, scientific committee mm. that organized the national ONG conference last year. Um, I was also asked to chair the maternal fetal um, medicine pre-congress. So we met a lot of people uh, from overseas. That's pre-COVID, of course. Um, and I actually learned a lot as well organizing that. Um, on top of that, uh, I do have several publications um, in both local and international journals. Various topics, um, including the use of um, antibiotics um, as a prophylaxis in a condition we call ragged membrane. Mm -hmm. You know how sometimes after women have delivered lepas pesalin, eh, mm -hmm. temunik atau uri, yeah. eh, keluar sepenuhnya, tapi kadang-kadang terdapat cebisan-cebisan yang kecil. And um, di Sarawak, uh, some of our women stay very far away. So we're worried about whether there's a residual risk of infection. Yeah. So for many years, we've been giving um, antibiotics to these women until um, the paper which I have uh, uh, done with my colleagues yeah. show that actually there's not much difference. So they, they do not require that prolonged duration of antibiotics. And we've since stopped that practice. Wow. Okay. So that is uh, your current paper? Um, that was uh, back in 2019. All yeah. Right, okay. So the achievement so far in the national or international level? Um, so I'm quite blessed and fortunate. Uh, I've received uh, two Young Gynecologist Awards. First in um, 2017, which was an international award uh, from uh, one of the companies. Right. And the second one was in uh, 2019, just last year, November in uh, Manila. So it's called the Young Gynecologist Award. Mm -hmm. It's given to um, uh, one candidate from each country from the Asia Oceania um, Federation of ONG. So we have the Congress every two years mm -hmm. and each country, um, there are about 30, if I'm not mistaken, selects a representative to go. Mm -hmm. So they look at several criteria. Yeah? Um, you have to be less than 40 years of age. I hope I'm not revealing too much <laughs> with my silver hair. Um, and, and also they look at the papers that you have. Um, and I'm quite, 
proud to say that one of the papers that we presented there actually won second place mm -hmm. during the Congress. And in the recent um, first virtual ONG conference this year, um, one of my papers also uh, managed to get uh, the first prize. It was a video presentation on preeclampsia. But you yourself still look very young. That's why you looks you, can be <laughs> deceiving. <laughs> That's why you received the awards. Yeah? So uh, today is about the our topic on the R and D on ONG as in your career area, right? So probably you can conclude the whole topic for today. Well, I, I think it's a good topic that you've picked, yeah, yeah. because um, research is important. Without research, we can't answer clinical questions. We don't know why we are doing what we are doing. It's something that we are doing actually causing more harm than benefit. And, and that's where research comes in. It's a special place. Of course, it has to be validated over different populations, different countries. And then we will, we will move forward yeah, and make women's health much better. Helping the community, especially in the rural area. I really envy you, Dr. Boon, as a medical doctor, <laughs> as an adjunct, adjunct lecturer, as a researcher. You are also writing, you know. You are doing a lot of uh, write-up you know, articles mm -hmm. and, and being chosen as one of the, the, what we call it, awards of the young, what again just now? Oh, um, young Gynecologist Award. Right, right, but right. We, we are here because of the opportunities given to us by, by other people. Yeah. Exactly. And the most important thing is that you are helping the community. So in terms of your career path, you are actually helping them. I'm, I'm so happy to, to see you here today as helping the community, especially the, 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 the women out there. So where have you... I understand that you've been in Kapit before. <laughs> yes. Only have you been in Iban or Mimit? Mimit, So in the Kapit area, you are the MO there, right? Yeah, I was a MO in hospital Kapit. Um, even back then, I was interested in obstetrics. So mm. I was there from 2010 to 2012. Mm. And the interesting thing is I still tell people, yeah. uh, back then before the Bakun Dam uh, opened, I could still take the express boat all the way past the Pelagos Rapids right. to the Bakun Dam. And we have been on helicopters many times. Interesting journey. How's the, how's the, I mean, the, the, the women at the rural area compared to the uh, coaching area? Um, the women there require more help, more assistance, yeah? but they are really, really tough. I remember on my third day, we had an obstetric emergency. Yeah? On my third day there, right. and my third day as an MO, uh, whereby the woman's womb, lepas uh, bersalin, the sarang anak terbalik. Okay? So she came in on a five-hour boat ride from one of the KKs, escorted by, there are no doctors, just paramedics. She came in with a HB, a hemoglobin of three, your HB is about 12. Yeah. She survived that journey wow. and she lived. I don't think any city folk would have survived that. Oh my goodness. The women They're are really tough. Really challenged for them as well, right? So I believe that there will be more, there will be more people out there that need your help in the ONG area. Thank you, Dr. Boon, so much to be with us here. Oh, thank you for studio. having me. Okay, begitulah besarnya tanggungjawab pakar ONG bagi membantu penurunan statistik kadar kematian kelahiran bayi yang mencatatkan 5.4% dari setiap 1,000 kelahiran dan penurunan kadar kematian ibu bersalin iaitu nisbah 25 bagi setiap 100,000 kelahiran baru. Kita telah pun mengakhiri episod kita pada kali ini. Saya Kristina Dolly Abdullah. Memohon untuk mengundur diri. Assalamualaikum dan salam hormat.